Welcome, welcome. This is Gabe Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for ComicalOpinions.com. It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, today we're going to talk about the big news in the comic industry that uh, happened last week, uh, where a gentleman by the name of Glenn O'Leary from the Comics Palace uh, records usual videos uh, on a weekly or a periodic basis on his YouTube channel. But in this particular uh, recording, he had about a one-minute segment where he pretty much <laughs> calls the publishers, in particular the big two, to task for creating low-quality comics for the writers that are responsible for those low-quality comics and how those low-quality comics are affecting his bottom line and his ability to run his shop in a profitable, in a profitable and a growing and a nurturing manner for his reader base. Uh, but we're going to take a look at it from a different point of view, which is... Why are the creators and why is Glenn receiving so much hate from these creators? And why are the fans getting the brunt of that? And is it really about the fans sort of hating on everything? Do they really hate change? Or is there some deeper mechanism behind it? The answer, of course, is, yeah, there's something deeper behind it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get started, please like, share, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to this on an audio podcast platform of choice, please leave a rating, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing. We want your feedback. And uh, we we're always looking to do better. So if you let us know how we're doing and then leave a rating to get the algorithms going so we can get more exposure to more people would be greatly appreciated and i thank you from the bottom of my heart so let's get into it so if you haven't been paying attention to the news what happened was you had a small twitter account post a snippet that lasts about a little over 50 seconds of glenn o'leary who does regular youtube videos of a much longer length but in that short snippet glenn essentially says i can't sell these comics and as a comic shop, that's a bad thing. And the reason, or at least one of the primary reasons I can't sell these comics is because the quality is poor. And the primary reason he gives for the quality being poor is that modern writers in particular spend too much time not researching the characters, not understanding the characters. And then when they write their stories, they do more of a self-insert type of approach to how they voice the characters and how they write the scripts. And so when somebody goes into a comic shop and they pick up something like Captain America or Spider-Man, they're not getting that character. They're getting the writer's personality and the writer's voice sort of wearing that character's skin. And it, the, what you have is a character that is now inconsistent. And then that creates a story that doesn't make any sense or, do, or doesn't seem consistent with how that character has been established in some cases over decades. And so the the readers just don't like what they're hearing because they're getting the personality of somebody who, frankly, isn't that interesting, is isn't espousing the views or the personality or the uh, or the, the the kind of the heart and the moral compass that it, that character should have. And Glenn's saying, "I can't sell these because the characters are terrible. The way the characters are being written are terrible. The stories are being written are, are terrible." Now. We're going to take a look from the opposite point of view and the and what i hear as a common refrain from creators which is fans hate change and and my my, my thought process on in that is do the fans really hate change is it really that simple that if i'm a creator and i'm being tasked to write say captain america and i go in and i write captain america to the best of my abilities what i think would be uh the characters that, or at least the traits or the personality developments or the, 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 however that, that character I think needs to evolve, 
to make him a better character, maybe somebody who's more aspirational or maybe somebody that makes more sense for who Captain America should be to appeal to a modern audience. Why can't the fans go along with that? Why can't the fans see from a greater point of view that I'm, I'm evolving that character and trying to make that better. And then by, and by making these creative changes, I'm potentially opening the door for um, better storytelling, more interesting storytelling, more drama. Now here's, and so I'm going to quote Glenn a little bit on this one. He says, most of these new writers don't, and I'm quoting directly, and I've also included the Twitter link to the actual video so you can play it back. But I'm just going to take out that snippet of dialogue that really hits, that seems to have hit the creators online the most. Most of these new writers don't have the love of comics like these older writers had. All they care about is how can I put myself into the book? We don't care what you should do, what you would do if you were Iron Man. We get, we don't get who you are. You are writing Tony Stark. You are not writing yourself in a book. If that's the case, write your own comic with you in it. Nobody will read it because nobody cares. People grew up loving Peter Parker, loving Miles Morales, loving all these Captain America. I think he meant just to say Captain America. We don't need you to put your input in it. Just write Steve Rogers. Don't write what would Steve Rogers be if I was Steve Rogers. That's not how it works. Now, that comment got a lot of people <laughs> burned up a, a bit, uh, especially for comic pros who are have a reputation for being vocal online, and that's to be expected. You also get a lot of people who are kind of on the opposite side of that particular slice of the culture war, people who are, uh, I should say, uh, antagonists for change, if you will. I'm not going to name groups or anything like that because it's sort of spread out all over the place. Just, but, but people who have consistently railed against the big two's quality, how they hire writers, how they write stories, and where that goes. And so you get this, this big mishmash of, of drama and name calling and insults and all kinds of stuff going on. But I wanted to take a look at it from a perspective of the creators saying, the reason we can't get better stories going is because we need to make changes to the character so that we can be more creative, we can do more, uh, but fans don't like change. Fans hate change. And so I wanted to look at it and say, well, is that really true? And the, the kind of the, as I puzzled it through and, and looked at the, the logic of where that statement comes from, I first wanted to kind of explore what did it means for when they say change, that's a broad word and it's a broad statement. What do they really mean by that? And to, to start with that, you have to understand was why do character, why do readers get connected to the characters so deeply in the first place? When we say a reader is a fan, the, there's, a, there's an actual mechanism behind that. And the mechanism is somebody who's a casual reader will just pick up a comic, they'll leaf through it and they'll say, oh, this is okay, I like it, this is good enough. And maybe they'll pick it up again or maybe they won't and they'll just move on with their day. Somebody who's a fan, and fan being you know the, the word that comes from the word fanatic, the reason somebody becomes a, a casual reader at, or becomes a fan from a casual reader is because they what they do is they develop an emotional connection to the character. They develop a form of passion about that character. So let's say I love Captain America, not because I just read it once and then I said, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and I just moved on. There was something about Car Captain America's personality, his attitude, his moral presence, how he carried himself, how he behaved, how he acted, that I related to him and I developed emotional connection, a bond with him as far as who he was as a character and I wanted to follow him. I wanted him to be my friend. I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to follow him on his journey. It's an emotional connection. That's where the basis of fandom comes from is somebody develops an emotional connection to that character. So 
if you want to um, change something, if you're a new creator and you want to make changes around what's happening with, say, Captain America, you can change all kinds of things. You can change his costume. You can change the where he's his base of operations. Is he in New York? Is he in Los Angeles? Is he in Australia? You can change whether or not he operates in the past or in the future. You can do all kinds of stuff. But here's the exception to that rule. The exception to the rule is one thing that you really can't change is what creates that uh, bond, that emotional connection between the fans and the character. More often than not, that has to do with the character's personality. So if I take an example that we that is a real life example is we have Nick Spencer's run on Captain America. What happened was in the course of that run, Nick Spencer revealed that Captain America, at least this version of Captain America that exists in 616, was secretly a Hydra agent. That's that panel that you've seen multiple times, and maybe I'll put it in the op-ed just for clarification, where you know, he says, Hail Hydra. So what you find out is that Captain America has secretly been a Hydra agent for years upon years upon years. And so that all the readers who now have that emotional bond to Captain America went into an uproar because what what he says is that the things that I liked about Captain America, because he's truth, justice in the American way, sorry to borrow from Superman, but that's the truth, that he's patriotic to a fault. He is the ideal as far as a hero and an American. He is that ideal in every way. And so when the readers are now being told that everything you thought you knew about America, about Captain America is a lie, and that you've been deceived, and that everything that you love about that character, that emotional connection that attaches you to Captain America and wants to stay with him, was built was built on a lie. And so what happened? Everybody lost their mind, and it created this big thing. And Nick Spencer's now is you know his name is verboten <laughs> for touching Captain America. Now, of course, what happened is the backlash was strong enough that, and the story eventually worked it out. So that way, it was retconned, and that the Hail Hydra version of Captain America was taken out. He was replaced by a version of Captain America from an alternate reality who never was a Hydra agent. So basically they restored Captain America to status quo. Although if you dig into the details of the canon, the Captain America we have today is actually not the 616 Captain America. He's from an alternate reality. Uh, but it, we just kind of try to forget it because we want to put that out of our mind. So that's the exception to the rule. You can change anything you want about a character the worlds they live in, the adventures they have, the kind of interactions they, the, that they encounter, all of it. But the one thing you cannot change is the aspects of that character that create an emotional bond between the readers. The thing that makes fans possible because fans will keep coming back and back and back even when the writer is not very good, even when the art's not very good, even when there's a hiatus or some crossover or some event that's kind of terrible, Fans will keep coming back and back and back. Why? Because they're holding on to that emotional bridge between themselves and whatever's going on with that character, even if whatever that character is doing is not great. As long as you don't mess with that link, then you can change everything else. So do fans really hate change? It's sort of an it depends answer. Yes and no. They'll go along with pretty much anything. Uh, costume, environment, scenarios, enemies, friends. They'll go along with any of it. As long as A, it's well-written, that's, you know, that's a given, but I just want to say that out loud. But at the same time, the one thing you cannot touch is the aspects of that character's core, their personality, that thing that makes them who they are. Because that is at the heart what makes a fan a believer in what they're doing.
That's the link that creates the emotional connection that it makes fandom possible. As long as you don't touch that link, you can change everything else around it, as long as it's written well. So for a creator, what that means is you've got so much room, so much latitude to get creative, get imaginative, uh, come up with good ideas, hopefully they're good ideas, and then write the stories that you really wanna tell. But you must be responsible, you must be respectful of that character's core, their heart, and you gotta and make sure that you preserve what the fans love about that character. If you do that, you'll be in good shape. So that's it. Do fans really hate change? They hate some kinds of change. And the, fan, and the change that they hate is the change that breaks their emotional link to the character. You can change anything else as long as you leave that alone. So that's it. So what do you think? Let me know in the comments in, or if you're watching this on YouTube, put a comment down below. If you're listening to this on some audio podcast, leave a comment down below. If you're reading this on our uh, newsletter, leave a comment let, down below. Let us know what is your opinion about this? Do you hate change? What are the changes you like? What are the changes you don't like? Let us know and we'll kind of include that in the next uh, newsletter or video or an update or something. So we wanna make sure that your voice is heard just as much as mine. Okay, so moving on to the rest of the news uh, letter, we got a couple announcements that we wanna cover real quick. Uh, on our Making the Comic Project, right now we're uh, hot and heavy into finishing up the character profiles. They're going to be six in total, six. And we're making good steady progress on that. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll be notified as soon as the next episode comes out. And as a thank you for following along on this journey of the process of making a comic from scratch, uh, borrowing from a public domain character in this case, uh, we'll in also include a place where you can download the template that we're using for the character Bibles and the, or the character profiles, I should say, that will eventually go into a Bible. And so that if, you're, if you want to go on the long, along the journey with us, we'll give you the tools that we're using that we've created so that way you can follow along and, and do your own thing. And hey, you never know, maybe you'll be the next uh, comic great uh, writer that will, uh, that will come up in the big two or wherever else comics go after we get through whatever change is going through right now. Uh, next up, uh, it's a new month, which is December. And so if you are a paid subscriber, which we greatly thank you for because you help us keep running. You help, your financial support helps us keep going. And so for, as a small thank you of one of more that are coming, uh, we get our, you get your monthly wallpaper pack for our most read review of the month. And in this case, no surprise, it was big game number five from Mark Millar. And so what we do is we take all those covers, we create a bunch of different sizes and variations that you can use to put on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, wherever it may be. And then we provide that to you as a thank you. There's, there's no cost to it. It's just simply a thank you for being a financial supporter of the site. If you would like to be uh, on that list to receive whatever perks that we develop, including this one, uh, please consider being a paper subscriber. Your financial contributions help us keep running. So we greatly appreciate it. And so now moving on to the reviews for the week. Last week, uh, you had to have the list of reviews in the uh, newsletter. Please read the newsletter. Uh, but our pick of the week, not a big surprise, The Sacrificers number four, number five from Rick Remender. That series is just uh, fantastic. And that particular issue has a pretty big gut punch uh, as the last scene cliffhanger. And can't wait to find out where it goes next. But if you're looking, if you're talking about good comic writing and good storytelling, pick up the sacrifices from Image Comics and uh, you'll be glad you did, I think. So let's take a look at what's coming up next week with a small surprise. Uh, so we have two indie submissions. Here comes Calico number five and Under the Flowboards volume one, both indie submissions. New publisher. We have a new publisher that we're kind of working with and they've given us a sample to try it out. 
and we'll see if we can continue with them. It's uh, Udon. So if you're familiar with the Street Fighter comics, that's the publisher for, for the Street Fighter comics. They've given us Street Fighters Masters uh, Kimberly number one. So that'll be coming out next week and hopefully it'll be a good one. We have uh, Scorched number 24, Enfield Gang Massacre number five, both from Image Comics. We have Vampire Rella Dracula Rage number five from Dynamite. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, Fatal Exams, number four, also from Dynamite. We have The Devil That Wears My Face, number three, from Mad Cave. Antarctica, number six, from Image Comics. That is the next, uh, or I should say the second half of the first arc. So that they took a little break, but that's where that picks up. We have uh, Grim Universe present, uh, Presents Quarterly 2023 Holiday Special that is horror-based. So if you like horror comics, that's, the, that's their annual special. Alice Cooper, volume two, number three, from Dynamite. The Madness, number five, from AWA Studios. I, I want to talk about this for a second. Do not sleep on that series. It's written by J. Michael Straczynski. Sorry. Uh, and when you talk about writing with emotion, writing with raw emotional energy and crackle and pop, that's the series that you want to take a look at for, for examples. Do not sleep on The Madness from AWA Studios. Please I recommend you pick that up. Uh, we have Distemper, number one, from Blood Moon. Biggs and Tiny, number one, from Black Box, who is starting to kind of make a resurgence. We haven't heard from them in a while, and they're starting to come back a little bit. Uh, Chard Remains, number one, from Mad Cave. And Crusader, number four, also from Mad Cave. So that's it. Thank you for joining us. It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. I had to look at my paper to remind myself. We're so grateful that you come along with us. And as we get into December and the holiday, uh, holiday season, uh, please spend time with family and friends. Count your blessings. Um, be merry. Be happy. Don't eat too much. And enjoy yourself. So this is uh, Gabe Hernandez for Comical Opinions. You're publishing EIC. Signing off. You have a great Monday. <laughs>